Mbwanji from Center City. This is the Rorschach Malawi update from the 29th of September, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Malawi. The country has been experiencing fuel shortages for over a month now. However, the National Oil Company of Malawi, also known as the NOCMA, says that the situation is better than it was before. On Saturday the 24th, Helen Boluma, the NOCMA's acting chief executive officer, said the company imported 6.9 million liters of fuel and that more is on the way. She said there are 22 trucks carrying fuel to Malawi and that others are at Beira in Mozambique loading fuel as well. Martin Msimoko, the director of Petroleum Importers Limited, agreed with Boloma but said they are still struggling with the shortage of foreign exchange. He revealed that this month the country has a deficit of $9 million and they still need $22 million for October. On Thursday the 22nd, the government commented on the matter They said they had secured a $50 million revolving line of credit from the Arab Bank for Economic Development in Africa, which will help them import fuel into the country. The Minister of Energy, Ibrahim Matola, said that the government is in talks with other regional banks to enable the Petroleum Importers Limited to access a similar credit line. They believe this will ensure a stable supply of fuel. However, the availability of fuel is yet to improve because motorists across the country are still queuing in gas stations. For instance, Mount Meru gas station in Neno district has not had any fuel for two weeks. Motorists in major cities such as Blantyre and Lilongwe have also been queuing for fuel. This has pushed some locals to purchase fuel on the black market, where it is being sold for over 50% of the original price. For instance, Petrol's marketplace is 1,700 guacha per liter, less than $2. While on the black market, it is currently being sold at 3,000 guacha per liter, which is almost $3. Many people living outside the cities feel the fuel scarcity is worse in their areas because suppliers prioritize gas stations in major cities and there's not much left for other areas. On Tuesday the 27th, Kondwani Nankwoma, the representative of the opposition in parliament, joined calls lobbying for the release of 19-year-old Musa, who was sentenced to three years in jail after being found with Indian hemp, best known as marijuana. He also asked President Chakwera to pardon the former electoral commissioner, Linda Kunje, who was convicted for criminal recklessness and negligence after obstructing a presidential convoy in 2020. She was sentenced to 18 months in prison. Nankoma's calls were highlighted in a letter he wrote to the president titled, An Appeal to Pardon John Musa and Commissioner Kunje. He told the president that Musa's case warranted a fine, not a conviction. A few hours later, the attorney general responded to Nankoma and said that pardon procedures require an inmate to serve at least half of their sentence while showing good behavior. He said that neither Musa or Kunje qualify for a pardon because they have not served 
half of their sentences yet. He asked the public to allow the president to follow protocol and not to make decisions based on external pressure. Moving on, many people are starting to distrust a local public transport called Ma Tours because two of its buses have had accidents in just one week. On Monday the 26th, local media houses reported that a Ma Tours bus hit a stationary truck between Chilumba and Uliwa in Inkalunga district. This led to the death of a Tanzanian driver who was under the truck trying to repair it. Some passengers of the Ma Tour bus were injured. George Mulewa, the public relations officer of Kalonga Police, said that the cause of the accident was overspeeding. Less than a week ago, another bus belonging to Matours had an accident involving a stationary truck as well. However, this time, the truck was parked at Nkamenya in Kasungo District, and 10 people died. However, there have been some positive and interesting developments in the country. On Wednesday the 28th, London unveiled a statue of John Chilemwe at Trafalgar Square. Chilembwe is deemed a hero in Malawi because he led the fight against British colonial rule. His face is on local banknotes, a highway is named after him, and Malawi celebrates John Chilembwe Day on the 15th of January. The statue was made by Samson Kambalu, a Malawian associate professor of fine art at the University of Oxford in England. He said the sculpture brings to light the forgotten histories of the empire. Would you like to know more about John Chilembwe? You can follow the link in our show notes. On Monday the 26th, UNESCO told the government that it has until the 28th of February 2023 to submit a fresh and final application to have Mulanje Mountain declared as a World Heritage Site. This will be the third time Malawi will be sending in an application after failing on two previous occasions. The news has gathered opposing opinions. Dr. Lovemore Maziboko, the director of Museum and Monuments in the Ministry of Tourism and Culture, said he is optimistic that UNESCO will accept their application. He also thinks other sites, such as Kuluvi Sacred Site in Inzanje District and the Nika Plateau in Rumpi, can be considered as well. However, Matthews Matala, an environmentalist, doubts that the application will be successful. He is basing his opinion on the depletion of natural resources and the government's plans to start mining activities in Mulanje Mountain. Malawi is also doing great on the health front. On Thursday the 22nd, the World Health Organization declared Malawi the first country in the Southern African Development community to eliminate trachoma. This makes Malawi the fifth country to achieve this in the African continent. Trachoma is a bacterial eye infection that can cause permanent blindness when left untreated. The WHO Regional Office for Africa said they will continue to support Malawi to make sure the disease does not resurface. Next up, local football might get a massive boost. A Spanish football team, Club Deportivo Leganes, might invest in local football. 
On Friday the 23rd, President Chakera had a meeting with the club's chief executive officer, Jeff Lunnow. Lunnow said their club intends to build five football academies in Africa and that Malawi will be the first beneficiary country of the 50 million euro project. He thinks Malawi is fertile ground because it has a youthful population and massive potential. President Chakwera said he will continue to engage different international institutions as an effort to secure projects for Malawi. Now in unrelated news, on Tuesday the 27th, the Malawi Communications Regulatory Authority, also known as the MACRA, released a statement saying the government is planning to establish the Malawi space program. The president has an estimated worth of $7 billion, and it will help explore the country's potential to use space resources for scientific and technological advancement in areas such as agriculture and climate science. The statement said Malawi will hold its first-ever space conference from the 9th to the 11th of November in Lilongwe, where they will discuss the protection and usage of Malawi's space resources for the Malawi 2063 vision. They also said Malawi can be actively involved in space programs because it is a member of the International Telecommunications Union and has allocated slots, which they might lose if they remain inactive. Despite this news, a lot of people are unhappy with the MACRA because it closed down a beloved radio station, Ufulu FM, on Tuesday the 22nd. MACRA said they revoked Ufulu FM's broadcasting license because they weren't paying their license fees. But many locals are angry because nearly 40 employees have lost their jobs. MACRA insists that they are only following the law, but the Media Institute of Southern Africa thinks they are obstructing media freedom. Over the past five months, MACRA has revoked licenses for over 10 radio and television stations due to unpaid fees. And that's it for this week. Thank you to all who wrote in to join the conversation about community. For those who are interested, we have a newsletter in Substack that comes out less than once a month for the most part. If you'd like to join to hear about why we do these updates and other big picture aspects of Rorschach, you can always email us at podcast at Rorschach.com. That's R-O-R-S-H-O-K dot com. And we'll report and keep the conversation going there. Bitani bueno. Bitani bueno.